It's official, ladies and gentlemen. We will not be seeing the Dallas Stars back in action until 2022. On today's show, I'll be talking about the team as a whole with more COVID news and talk about maybe a small light at the end of the tunnel with this whole COVID fiasco in the world of sports. And then we'll talk about some all-star business and then we'll talk about some NHL season award ordeals. All of this coming up on a Tuesday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on the Dallas Stars on this Tuesday, December 28th, almost the end of 2021. Uh, And for me, the end of 2021 can't come quick enough. Uh, And I'm sure that is the case for many of you as well. Um, One, with just the year that 2021 has been uh, a pretty challenging one for myself, as I'm sure is the case for many of you. But also, we will not be seeing the Dallas Stars Uh, play another hockey game in 2021. Uh, Thankfully, they got to end the year on a high note, uh, defeating the Minnesota Wild back on December 20th at home. Um, But that feels like an eternity to go when they took down that Wild team, uh, starting a two-game win streak, uh, looking with a bright, optimistic future, going against some tough divisional opponents. But it looked like a favorable schedule nonetheless for the Stars. But now we will not be seeing them, in theory, until January 2nd when they will travel to Arizona to take on the Coyotes. But we still have a great show lined up for you today. Uh, going to talk about the team as a whole, kind of get you caught up on all the COVID-related news, talk about the All-Star weekend game, what have you, and then we'll close out the show by talking about the, the midseason award, where they stand as of right now, uh, as far as the NHL regular season awards um, that I predicted at the start of the season. And we'll kind of take a look at see how my predictions have panned out so far this season. But before we get into everything, do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked On Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked On Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked On Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. But without any further hesitation, let's get you caught up to speed on everything that has happened within the Dallas Stars organization uh, over the past 24 hours or so. Uh, On yesterday's show, we talked about the several guys, players, and team personnel that were put into the NHL's COVID protocol. Uh, You know, Roddick Fox, Miro Haskin, and Jason Robertson, Michael Roffel, uh, Yanni Hockenpah has already been there, uh, Joel Kiviranta, all those guys in the NHL COVID protocols. And now Rupe Hintz and Essa Lindell find themselves in that same boat. And on top of that, as we've talked about already, not seeing the Stars play again until 2022, that that means that their games this week have officially all been canceled. As we know, last night the Stars did not take on the Nashville Predators at home, and now they will not be playing the Colorado Avalanche on Wednesday in Colorado, and they will not be playing them on New Year's Eve at the American Airlines Center. Uh, So the Dallas Stars will not be 
playing games. However, they will be practicing. We know that yesterday this team did practice, but everything was closed off to the public and to the media. Uh, I believe that you know some players and coaches were able to meet virtually, uh, but overall the, the team keep running a pretty tight ship uh, and trying to keep things pretty secure as far as who can be in the facilities, who can be close with the team, things like that, in order to minimize the number of guys going into the NHL protocol uh, for COVID-19. Um, like I said, the Stars have not played since December 20th, which feels like forever ago. Uh, and so surely uh, by the time that they're able to play again on January 2nd, will be interesting to see how this team is conditioning wise and just mentally, physically, uh, how they you know, are staying prepared despite this seemingly extended break that hopefully will come to an end uh, at the start of the new year. But who knows, uh, you know what this what will happen uh with all that that was kind of a messy way to say that but the concerning part to me and i know i've, I've touched on this briefly and i know several other people have touched on this as well um is just the fact that the nhl has to reschedule all of these games you know the nhl continues to postpone games and they say they'll reschedule uh which is the easy thing to say seemingly the correct thing to say uh, because you these are several games for several different teams some of these games really important especially for the stars uh many of if not all of these games that have been canceled or postponed actually i do believe all of them are divisional games winnipeg chicago nashville colorado all of these divisional games all of these extremely important for the stars especially as standings and seedings go uh so it's really easy you know for the nhl to say that they're going to reschedule these games not just for the stars but for the entire league uh, and so, you know, it's they, it's easy to say that they're going to make up these games during the Olympics. I don't think that that's been officially said by anyone yet, but I'm pretty sure that's kind of what everyone is thinking, because as we know, the NHL is not allowing their players to play in the Olympics. So now that we know that they'll all be home uh, and so they would have the ability to play. Um, the only issue is that the arenas that these teams play in serve many other purposes than just hockey. And I know especially, you know, you know, you guys know the Dallas Stars uh, share the American Airlines Center with the Dallas Mavericks of the NBA, but also it's a pretty popular place to hold concerts for some big names. Uh, and the Stars might be able to manage playing during the Olympics. Uh, I was taking a look. There's a lot of stretches where the Mavericks will be playing every other night. You might get squeeze some Stars games in between those Mavericks games. Uh, but there's also a week where there's like a Casey Musgraves concert, Tyler, the creator. I think Bad Bunny was on there like two nights in a row. So it, it looks like the Stars don't have it quite as chaotic as some other teams. Uh, I know like Madison Square Garden, where the New York Rangers played, one of the most popular venues in the world, not just for sports, but for music and entertainment. Uh, I'm sure that that arena is booked uh, through the month of February, the 4th through the 20th. I'm sure a place like the Garden up in Boston is the same way. Uh, whatever they're calling the arena in Los Angeles now, uh, I'm still calling it the Staples Center. Uh, the crypto.com arena or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's fake news. Uh, but regardless, I digress. Uh, going to be very, very tricky to see how the NHL plans to continue to try to get these games you know, played, rescheduled uh, with all these other scheduling complications, whether you know teams have to play somewhere else or they have to move these events, concert somewhere else, which doesn't seem very likely either. Uh, the Dallas Stars situation, just put the rink back in the Cotton Bowl and let's have uh, the Winter Classic be repeated a few times. I think that would be really cool. Uh, a home game for the Dallas Stars with 80,000 plus fans in attendance. Uh, who says no? Not me, especially if the weather is going to continue to be uh, as warm as it is. It would be a pretty nice setting for Dallas Stars fans to get to sit outside and watch a hockey game uh, without it being freezing cold. But that's just my take. Uh, that'd be cool. Definitely not going to happen, but would be kind of cool to see something like that unfold. Sounds like something out of a movie for sure. 
But kind of the last thing with all this, uh, it is interesting to note that on Monday, the CDC announced that they are lowering the recommended days in isolation for people who have tested positive for COVID from 10 days to five days, which will hopefully become the standard for the sports world as of the time of recording this on Monday evening. Haven't really seen much that that is going to be the case, especially for the NHL. But hopefully with the move like that from the CDC, we will see you know, players that test positive for COVID or guys that are exposed to COVID, we will see them spend less time in isolation, in quarantine, and they'll be, you know, be able to be back with their teams uh, sooner than they would have been with the previous recommendations from the CDC. And so I think that's huge. It's a step in the the right direction uh, as far as hopefully kind of getting past this Omicron variant era um, of this COVID-19 pandemic. Um Seems to have hit a lot of people really hard. Seems to have hit the sports world really hard, uh, not just the NHL. I know the NFL has had to reschedule several games. The NBA is in shambles. The Dallas Mavericks are not very fun to watch right now because they don't really have any good players besides Jalen Brunson. Uh, you know, God bless him. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, this is kind of a small light at the end of the tunnel uh, and we'll see our leagues get back to a little bit of normalcy and we'll get to see some of our favorite players back on the ice soon. And hopefully, you know, the stars don't get to play again as of right now until the 2nd of January. Hopefully with this time, they'll continue to rest up. But, you know, the guys that are able to be at practice, that they continue to get better. Uh, maybe this is a time for guys like Sagan, Ben and Radulov to finally kind of get things going, at least in practice. And maybe a long extended break is what they need to really break out uh, and take their game to the next level this season for the Dallas Stars. Well, coming up next, we'll take a moment and talk about the All-Stars in the NHL and kind of how some guys on the Dallas Stars roster fall into some of those positions. But before we do that, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked on Stars, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online, where the game starts. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked On Stars, your first listen of the day. I want to take a moment and talk about the NHL All-Star Weekend, how voting is shaping out across the league. Uh, despite all of the shutdowns and game cancellations, the NHL is continuing to update its fans on uh, the standings of how the NHL All-Star Weekend will shape out as far as who the captains might be for each division. As of right now, Alex Ovechkin leads the Metro division with 30.4% of the votes. Quite a bit seems to be uh, leading the charge across the league with votes at 30.4%. Connor McDavid leads the Pacific with 29.3%. Austin Matthews leads the Atlantic with 17.2%. And Nathan McKinnon leads the way in the Central Division with 13.5% of the votes. With Kirill Kaprizov in second with 9.9%. So almost 10% for Kirill Kaprizov to be the captain uh, of the Central Division team during All-Star Weekend. Kind of impressive to see uh, from a guy that was the, you know, the Calder Trophy winner last season. Uh, clearly one of the bright young stars in this league. Uh, could easily be the face of this league a few years from now. 
uh, really, really exciting and <laughs> crazy to think that Jason Robertson was right up there in kind of that same conversation last season. Uh, it doesn't seem that Robertson gets quite uh, the recognition that Kaprizov gets. Granted, Robinson hasn't had quite the season statistically uh, as Kaprizov so far, and the Stars are not in the same position as the Minnesota Wild, although the Stars did beat the Wild the last time that those two teams met up in both of those teams' last regular season games that they played. But that's none of my business. I digress. Uh, the Dallas Stars do have a few guys who I think deserve to be at All-Star Weekend uh, to represent the Central Division. The first of those being Miro Haskinen, arguably the Dallas Stars' best player across the board this season. Uh, a guy that I think is going to you know, get many All-Star nods throughout his career. He already has one uh, from the 2019 season. Uh, I think it's going to become pretty normal as long as he's wearing a Dallas Stars jersey to at least see Miro Haskinen up for nomination to get voted to the All-Star game. Um, but, you know, I don't know if he'll ever reach captain status. Seems pretty unlikely. You never know. Uh, but Miro Haskinen, definitely one of the best players on the Stars roster across the board this season as far as just consistent play from the first game against New York up until now. Uh, when Miro's been on the ice, he's been a difference maker. He's been a game changer for the Stars. Certainly a guy that is uh, deserving uh, of any all-star recognition that comes his way this season. Joe Pavelski. Uh, the offensive leader of this team, I've deemed him the best scorer on this team so far, uh, leads the team in just about every important offensive statistical category so far this season at age 37. Uh, and that's an also part of the reason I think he deserves to be an all-star is he's already, you know, received a lot of all-star nods himself uh, throughout his career. And, you know, as his career continues to wind down, would love to continue to see him at all-star weekend because uh, he doesn't have too many left, it seems. Uh, this could be one of his last ones, uh, depending on how many more years he decides to play after this season. But it, even despite that, I don't think it would need to be a pity invite by any stretch of the imagination. Joe Pavelski deserves to be an all-star just by the way he's played this season, the way he has led this Dallas Stars team offensively through the win streak and even through some of the lulls of this season. Joe Pavelski has been a consistent force for this Dallas Stars team uh, through about the first quarter of this season. Uh, personally, I believe that Rupe and Jason Robertson could be all-stars. Uh, they haven't quite been as consistent enough this season. Rupe not really getting things going until mid-November. Jason Robertson did miss a few games to start the season and then had kind of a weird stretch during that five-game losing streak uh, and even some other parts of the season where Robo wasn't doing quite as much as he you know, has been doing at other parts of the season and even last year during his rookie campaign where he was absolutely lights out every single game that he played i personally think you know like i said that they could be all stars i'm sure many of you feel that way we are partial to our our uh, hometown players our we're fanboys fangirls for these guys but I, I i think you know even if they don't make the team this year uh that rupe and jason robertson will certainly be making the all-star team at least once if not several times throughout their career because they're very very talented players with very bright futures in this league and the best is still yet to come for those guys, some guys that I, I've seen that are nominated to be voted for on the NHL's website on the stars website are Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben. as much as I love those guys. And as much as those guys are loved throughout the organization for all of their time here with Dallas, I don't know if they're necessarily deserving to be all stars this season. Clearly there's some of the biggest and most recognizable names on this team. You ask an NHL fan who's just a casual fan of the league or maybe a fan of another team, you know, Oh, who are some guys on the Dallas stars? They're going to think Sagan and Ben just because of how long they've been with the team. And so I think that's a huge reason as to why that they would be nominated to be voted all stars because of the brand of their names being so recognizable and marketable. Uh, but I just personally, based on the way that they played 
Uh, I don't think that they necessarily deserve to be all-stars this season. Um, you know, guys, both of them have struggled quite a bit throughout stretches of the season. They've had some flashes of greatness, uh, and I think this is to be expected. Uh, both of these guys starting to get up there in age a little bit. Tyler about to turn 30. Jamie uh, in his early 30s right now still showing that they do have some left in the tank. They're not completely useless to this team, as some might think, uh, but not necessarily all-stars, I don't think, this season. So won't be surprised uh, if they don't make it. Wouldn't necessarily be shocked or disappointed to not see them make it. If they do, good for them. Uh, they can add you know, that notch. Uh, they both themselves have had several um, all-star appearances throughout their career. Would be cool for them to get another one, although I don't think that they're quite as deserving as some other guys on this Stars team. But let me know what you guys think on Twitter. Maybe I missed somebody uh, that you, maybe there's someone on the on the roster that you think deserves to be an all-star for the Stars uh, this season, or maybe I'm getting it wrong and Tyler and Jamie do deserve to make it, or one of the guys I named doesn't deserve to make it in your eyes. Feel free to let me know. But nonetheless, curious to see how the all-star voting shapes out. I know all-star games aren't always the most exciting thing, uh, you know, across sports and Pro Bowl, NBA All-Star Weekend, sometimes neglected, but always cool to see guys get recognition for how talented and how well uh, you know, how talented they are and how well they lead their respective teams and getting to see the recognition uh, throughout All-Star Weekend is always kind of cool. And I'm sure kind of special for the, the guys that get those honors, even if they don't always show it or say it out loud. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars. I do want to take a moment and talk about uh, some of the NHL season awards uh we're not quite to the halfway point of the season but i figured with this kind of weird pause that we're in at least for the stars uh i believe as of the time of recording this episode that we might be getting a few games uh kind of kicked back up early in this week uh hopefully you know not everything is getting shut down but we'll we shall see but i figured this is as good a time as any to check in on some of my preseason predictions for the awards across the nhl this season and kind of see how things stack up where my takes good were some of them bad? Spoiler alert, one of them was really bad as of right now, uh, and I got the prediction very, very wrong. Um, but we'll we'll get to that one in just a second. But just kind of wanted to take a moment and check in and see if my predictions are living up to the hype so far this season. Starting with the Hart Trophy, uh, the MVP of the league, I predicted Connor McDavid. Uh, and I think currently, if you look at the NHL and look at who some of the best players have been this season, I think that prediction is pretty spot on as of right now. There's a very good argument for McDavid to win the Hart Trophy. Maybe Alexander Ovechkin. Uh, Ovechkin is 14 goals away from passing former Dallas star uh, Yaromir Yager for third on the all-time goals list in NHL history, which is super cool. He's continuing to set records, continuing to be a groundbreaking player despite him getting up there in age. Uh, Ovechkin, one of the best players of our generation. And he's having a lights-out season. Washington, as a team, is having a really good season. Ovechkin, a huge Part of that, uh, obviously, is putting his team in a position for success. But I think, you know, the my McDavid take, uh, as well as pretty much everyone else that's been predicting McDavid to win the Hart Trophy this season, uh, it looks good as of right now. And I think there's a very, very good chance that he's going to be a finalist. And there's a very good chance that he could win the award, especially if Edmonton continues to have the good season uh, that they've been having up to this point so far. Uh, the Vesna Trophy, this is one of, actually, I said uh, that one of my takes was really bad, and this isn't the one I was thinking of, but this one does not look that great. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as my Calder prediction, which we'll get to in a second, but my Vesna Trophy prediction is kind of looking uh, like trash right now. I predicted uh, Connor Hellebuck from Winnipeg to win this award. Uh, Hellebuck not having a very good season so far, at least uh, considering the standards that he is typically held to, considering some of the seasons he's had in the past. Um yeah, just kind of a tough season for Connor Hellebuck. 
up in Winnipeg, despite the Jets having a pretty nice season, all things considered, being in contention for one of the higher up spots in the Central Division and currently above the Stars, I believe, by only one point. But still a nice season for Winnipeg so far, just not necessarily for Connor Hellebuck, uh, considering how people expected him to play this season. I think currently you look at guys who could be in contention for the Vesna Trophy, um, Igor, Igor uh, Shosturkin. Uh, out of New York playing for the Rangers, or maybe Jack Campbell out of Toronto, both those guys having really phenomenal seasons for their respective teams. Going to be interesting to see how the Vesna Trophy race shapes out throughout the season, because I think goalies kind of go on streaks, kind of like teams do, uh, where some guys are really hot for stretches of time, but then maybe they come back to earth and cool down. So we'll see if those two guys stay in contention for best goalie in the league later in the season, or if this is just kind of an early season hot streak for uh, Shesterkin and Campbell. The Art Ross Trophy, the guys who win uh, the award for most points scored. I predicted Connor McDavid. He currently is tied for first uh, with his teammate on the Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl. They both have 49 points so far this season. And I don't think too many people are shocked to see that. Um, these guys have both been, you know, the best player on their team uh, for a lot for quite some time now. Um, and so I think both of them are going to be in the top three, at least top five of that list as the season goes on. And no one is going to be surprised there. Uh, the Maurice Richard trophy and the preseason, I predicted Austin Matthews of Toronto to win this award. Currently Leon Dreisaitl has 23 goals, Alexander Ovechkin 22 and Matthews does have 20. He is currently third and goal scored by forwards this season. So still a chance for him to win the award, uh, clearly in good company with Dreisaitl and Ovechkin. Um, and there's some other good guys on that list as well. But I still think Matthews has a really good chance to win uh, that award, um, given the performance that he's had this season. And he's continuing to put Toronto in really nice positions throughout the duration of this season. The Norris Trophy, you could argue this is a bad take too. Uh, Miro Haskin having a nice season, but not quite up to the standards statistically as some other top defensemen in the league, as far as goals, assists, points go. Uh, Miro playing really well defensively, but not necessarily always getting things going offensively for the Stars. He has had some really good games offensively, uh, but not quite as consistent as some guys like Adam Fox in New York or even Roman Yossi of Nashville. I hate to give credit to a division rival, but Roman Yossi has been phenomenal for the Nashville Predators so far this season. Uh, and so those are two guys that I think have a good chance to win the Norris Trophy this season. Would love to see Miro just go on an absolute tear uh, for the rest of this, you know, 2021-2022 season uh, and put his name in that conversation. But I don't know if it's going to happen. Still proud of the effort Miro has put out this season. He has not been a disappointment, but I don't think he's quite Norris material just yet. And the last uh, award I want to talk about that I predicted, this is my bad one. And the preseason for the Calder Trophy, I predicted that Cole Caulfield of Montreal would win this award. And he has not quite lived up to the hype so far. One goal so far uh, versus Jacob Peterson of the Dallas Stars, who has five goals. Jacob Peterson certainly not in the conversation for the Calder Trophy, but still nice to know that uh, a Dallas Stars outperforming the guy I predicted to win the award. The current leaders in my eyes, and I'm sure many others, uh, Lucas Raymond from Detroit and, of course, Trevor Zegras of Anaheim. Both of those guys having fantastic seasons. Both of those teams that they play for, Detroit and Anaheim, uh, performing a little bit better than I think most people thought, especially Anaheim and that Pacific division that's been pretty chaotic so far this season, to say the least. But they're hanging up there with the likes of Vegas and uh, Edmonton and even Calgary. 
really cool to see. And Lucas Raymond just on an absolute tear. Uh, I think he leads uh, in points, assists, goals, all rookies in the NHL so far. Uh, going to be a really competitive race, going to be a really fun race to watch as these guys continue to assert themselves as the future stars of this league. So definitely a freezing cold take on my part, but really exciting to see the performances of Raymond. Uh, and Zegras so far this season. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast at whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Always appreciate you guys subscribing and following the show. Be sure to also follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. The season may be on pause for the stars so far, but the hits will keep rolling here at Locked on Stars. I'm not going anywhere. They can't keep me out in the COVID protocol because I'll be here putting out episodes daily. So we'll see you guys tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Stars. Have a great day, Stars fans.